This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. In a surprising move, maybe not necessarily shocking, Amazon is buying Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. Whole Foods will remain a separate entity, but you can bet that this move will open many doors for Amazon into the grocery sector. We wanted to take a look at this deal, why it happened, and what are really the benefits for both Amazon and Whole Foods, but also some of the potential pitfalls for the industry in general. Joining me here in studio, Denise Dahlhoff, Research Director at the Baker Retailing Center here at the Wharton School. And on the phone is uh, James Bailey, who's professor in the School of Business at George Washington University, as well as a fellow in leadership development there. He's also a fellow in management development at the London Business School. Denise, great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you, James. Great to have you on the phone with us. Thanks. Pleased to be here. I guess the first question is, did the move, Denise, surprise you at all? Well, there have been some talk for a while about, you know, Whole Foods has been struggling. Their comp store sales have been sliding for about two years. And Amazon has been trying to expand its footprint in grocery. And they have Amazon Fresh, and they have actually done pretty well in the online world with their grocery business. However, they don't have a footprint in the real world. And with online grocery, there are still so many issues with, you know, picking produce and your fresh meats and things like that. But also with delivery, like imagine all the, you know, it's costly, first of all, and also the, you know, the packaging and having all the, you know, space in buildings for deliveries, which can create fire hazards and all kinds of other things. So having an an offline presence definitely helps their online business. James? Yeah, I think that every bit of that was correct. The other advantage I saw for Amazon is actually using some of the Whole Food stores as distribution centers themselves. That's exactly what Walmart is doing, right? right? As opposed to building all these new facilities. Well, we already have the material sitting there, which can deal some of the is- with some of the issues that are just brought up. And so we can swing by and pick this up and then move it to your location. And then on top of that, all of the canned goods, all of the non-perishables, the 365 brands, for example, that could be lined up as part of uh, Amazon Pantry, maybe a different Amazon on pantry. They might call it something different, but that allows then the consumer to have access to a high street brand, not just um, the Bisco or your standard grocery store lines. Well, it's... Go ahead, Denise. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, even like to your point, James, about distribution centers, this is, of course, also a distribution point for non-grocery items for Amazon, which is huge, because just imagine, you know, even for returns, it's great to have return points. But also, um, you know, Amazon has the Prime membership. But if you're a non-member, that might be a huge benefit as well. Now you can pick up and you don't have to be a member, maybe. um, And it's, it's cheaper to order online and just pick up locally. So is there a little bit of figuring out that that Amazon has to do with a lot of these different issues, like how they want to really maximize the benefit of having these locations moving forward? You know, I think the potential is so huge. And I'm, I'm sure Amazon has so many ideas. Yeah. I mean, from integrating the loyalty programs of both, of course, Amazon has a really strong one with their membership program. Whole Foods just started their rewards card. But even just to, you know, think about how can you connect them, 
um, as well as, you know, putting Amazon technology and, you know, it's data savvy into stores, you know, think about, you know, how they, you know, they, uh, they, they have this new technology, just walk out, check out where you don't have to see a cashier, you just walk yeah. out the store. Yeah. Imagine that in a Whole Foods store, how convenient shopping would be. Well, Jim, that was one of the areas I wanted to bring up anyway, is the fact that uh, Amazon really has been trying to figure out what is the best model to have. And one of the areas was this uh, this experience of checking out and not having to deal with a person. So I guess the question is, is could Whole Foods be changing in the future uh, how their dynamic is in terms of the personnel that work at, at these stores? Boy, that's really hard to tell. Um, I mean, if you think about an ATM, right, we love ATMs because we don't have to stand in line at the bank to get our money. <laughs> they yeah. give us our money right away, and, and we love that experience. Now, in um, sort of lower-level stores, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. So if you're talking about a CVS or a Walgreens, it's the same thing. We're okay with those automatic checkout lines because they just speed us along. And frankly, we don't have to deal with people. And sometimes we don't want to deal with people. Whole Foods has been a different kind of experience, though, right? I mean, part of the Whole Foods experience is the interaction with the people at the checkout line that are oftentimes very knowledgeable about the food and make some sort of comment about it as it goes along. Oh, I love the porcini mushroom soup or whatever it happens to be. And we've enjoyed that kind of interaction. When you start doing automatic checkout at places like Whole Foods, you might very well start to compromise the brand. What does this mean in your mind, James, for the traditional uh, grocery chains, uh, the for, for people living here in the Philadelphia area, the Acme or Giant of the World, uh, right. Cincinnati, Kroger? I mean, there's so many of these, uh, these uh, chains that are across the United States. I'm not sure it actually means a lot. I don't know the market segmentation here. Who buys at Whole Foods versus who buys at the Giants and the Krogers and um, and the Safeways and places like that. I would have to kind of see that profile, and I think Denise would probably yeah. know better. Are we really just talking about different shoppers here? Oh, I'm sure there is some overlap. But um, I don't know whether that's actually going to um, uh, impact the market share of those traditional supermarkets. Denise? So I would think there will be a huge, you know, ripple effect on the market because Amazon is is upping the ante so much now, getting people used to making online shopping really easy. As we just talked about, maybe having technology in stores to make the in-store experience even more streamlined. Although I completely agree with you what you said about that the in-store interaction with associates is so important and it's part of the Whole Foods culture, but there could also be, you know, two different kinds of experiences if you look for that experience and then maybe on other occasions you just want to pick something up. But I do think that there will be a huge, uh, you know, the, the, the pressure on other traditional grocery retailers will be growing and I expect that many more chains will actually implement pickup in store, yeah. which several have done already successfully. They are figuring it out. But I think I definitely think that that will increase a lot. Joining us also right now, Barbara Kahn from the Wharton School, director of the Baker Retailing Center and also professor of marketing here. Uh, Barbara, great to have you back with us. 
Yeah, sorry for the delay. I was at the dentist. No problem. You got to take care of the important <laughs> stuff. Uh, f- two questions to ask you that, I, that I've asked uh, both Denise and, and James. One, did this move surprise you? And two, as we just asked both of them, what's the impact on the industry in your mind? Well, it did surprise me, although I was at a conference, a marketing conference, when the announcement was made, and many of my colleagues had heard rumors about it before. So some people definitely knew about it. For sure, it's going to have a big impact on the industry. I just heard the tail end of what Denise said, but I do definitely agree that it's going to have a big impact. Um, and, and I think, I'm not sure, so this may be out of turn, but I thought someone was talking about the overlap between Amazon Prime and Whole Foods customers. Yes. And it actually is significant. Um, many of Whole Foods customers are members of Amazon Prime, which is not surprising, right. given it's a pretty upscale audience that's you know, going after Amazon Prime as well. What do you think this also does, Barbara, to the that back and forth that, that we've been seeing between Amazon and a place like Walmart? Well, it would be really interesting to see what the strategy is. I believe that Walmart's going to compete on low price, but I don't think Amazon is. I think Amazon's going to compete on convenience. And therefore, there will be different segments that are attracted to different platforms. And everybody's talking about this now as a platform play rather than just a particular grocery play. Barbara? I'm sorry, uh, Denise? Yeah, I think they're... Walmart and Amazon right now are pursuing like slightly different strategies, as Barbara said. Yeah. Like Walmart is probably going more for like a mass segment at a lower price. However, yeah. they are ramping up their online capabilities because it's so important in retail. And they're also with that they're reaching a younger segment, which is also key. So they are buying all these, you know, digi- digitally native brands to add to their assortment. Right. And uh, and Amazon's strategy is, you know, it's a whole ecosystem, actually. I would say um, Amazon is much broader when you think of, you know, their movie productions even. like they're, Yeah, the whole platform. In yeah. so many ways, they are, it's almost like I'm thinking of Alibaba in China that are so ingrained into our daily lives. And, of course, this move now into groceries, which is something that we all need every day. But Alibaba is such a different play than Amazon. It's different. I'm just thinking of, you know, it's like you fulfill all your shopping needs, but also your entertainment and your, you know, Amazon offers now services. You can book your handyman through them and things like that. Well, I guess, uh, James, then what's the response in your mind by for Walmart? I, I mean, Walmart has obviously tried to expand their uh, variety of offerings, and obviously it's it's more on the low low price end than, than say, a lot of uh, retail outlets. Uh, but seemingly, Walmart has has invested so much in grocery in the last five years that it, uh, the speculation has been, okay, is Walmart going to go out there and make some sort of play in the grocery industry themselves? Yeah, it's um, Denise's point was, I think, a very good one here about competing Walmart, competing on price. But you also have a geographic advantage or disadvantage or just distribution between the two. Um, uh, Walmarts tend to be suburban and even smaller town where they um, have, you know, literally run other grocers out of business at this point and other retailers in general. Whole Foods, at least I tend to think of it, and I think a lot of the long-term food loyalists think of it as a little bit more of an urban phenomena where that's where their concentration is. And so perhaps there isn't as much overlap 
early on because of that distribution issue. And also Walmart's going to have problems in urban areas because their distribution centers, their stores are not centrally located in those urban areas. And actually, to your point, James, um, um, uh, Walmart had actually experimented with more of the urban formats like Target does, but they actually retreated from that more recently. Mm. So they are, okay. to your point, they are definitely more well, suburban. Uh, James, let me ask you about the, the, the business element from this for, from the perspective of Whole Foods, because uh, Whole Foods was getting uh, quite a bit of pressure uh, from some of its investors to, to make a move because of, as Denise said early on, the, the down cycle that they had kind of been in sales. Uh, they they switching out members of the board of directors as well. Uh, it, it almost sends, uh, to me, it, it feels like that this was just a, the timing of this worked out perfectly for Amazon to be able to make this move at this particular time with some of the, the, the things that were going on within Whole Foods. Yeah, well, if you saw the business side of this, you're exactly right. And let's look at share price, right? Share price of uh, Whole Foods had been fairly steady, a little bit down, but definitely flat. And, of course, after the merger was announced, it skyrocketed. I thought it was interesting to look at Amazon's share price at that same period of time. It had a little bit of an uptake, but not a huge uptake. And I think part of the reason there was that you know Amazon is a little bit more of an asset management uh, um, security. They want to see the return on those shares day in and day out. And also, given the size of Amazon, this acquisition isn't um, out of the world. And so certainly for those that uh, currently hold uh, Whole Foods shares, this is really wonderful news. Um, for Amazon, this was just part of business. And I think those internally in Amazon, we talked earlier about being surprised, aren't necessarily surprised. They know Jeff Bezos. They know um, how bold he is. They know his big picture. And for him to do this, I don't took, think took uh, shareholders or potential buyers um, by much of a surprise, so much so that they would have rushed in and bought more shares. James Bailey joining us from George Washington University, also from the Wharton School, Barbara Kahn, Denise Stahlhoff. Your comments about Amazon buying Whole Foods for $13.7 billion at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get your phone, you can send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Barbara, if memory serves me, the last time we had you on the the show you had just come back from seattle and, and you had seen a beta version of what amazon kind of was thinking about in in terms of grocery so now that this has played out what kind of elements do you think amazon could really bring to whole foods right now not necessarily maybe even the food items themselves but just the structure of the business yeah, I, I've been reading a lot about that tech. There's a reason that that grocery store apparently is still in beta and not open to the public, and that is that they haven't ironed out all the difficulties with the technology yet. So my guess is you're not going to see it right away, but certainly it'll be on the horizon. Amazon is very good at finally fixing their mistakes. And the idea in that beta grocery store and in their bookstores is that Everything is basically done through the phone, through mobile, so you do it through an app. Now, what that buys you is the, uh, a physical thing that's very obvious to anybody who goes through it is at the grocery stores, you don't have to go through a checkout line. So yeah. that's amazing. But much more importantly, at some level, is that it can track the data 
at the individual level in a way that's never been done before. So you can have what's shopping online and you can have all the movement in the store. And Amazon is a data maven. They know how to use that data to really keep you loyal to Amazon Prime and within their universe. And you can even with that data, to add to what Barbara just said, the data collection, you can even think of personalized pricing. Right. Like apparently right. in their bookstore, they don't even display don't price tags price, anymore. Right. So you have to use app. your app yeah. to use it. But, you know, imagine a grocery store without price tags. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's there's no price tags. But of course, there's legal issues. with Yeah, the yeah, tags. yeah, of course. <laughs> but Jim, th this is also a, a marketing windfall, I think, for Whole Foods. A and just being able to to use the power of Amazon to, you know, to be able to drive more sales. I, I mean, it's just exponential. I, I would think the amount of growth they could potentially see in the years to come. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about that. I think you're going to start talking about data mining, um, all this access to data, Amazon's ability to really sort of focus in on you. I think that's a little bit of the talk, and I'm not hearing much of this, around the culture of this merger and the yes. people that are loyal to these two different places. I mean, I'm from Washington, D.C., and Jeff Bezos bought our beloved Washington Post, what was that, four years ago now, maybe five. And there was a lot of nail-biting in Washington, D.C. Like, yeah. what does this guy know about newspapers, and is he going to take a journalistic culture and change it into a business culture? Now, what he did was basically let it go, except for to try to create a, a larger online footprint. But, but can I ask you a question on this? It's my understanding that with the Washington Post, that was Jeff Bezos. That's correct. That's I was just going there. I was just going okay. there. And thank you. Is It's kind of a rich man's toy, the way that the St. Louis Cardinals used to be the Bush families. And so you can <laughs> understand that. But nevertheless, it was some indication that he um, is sensitive to culture and that he might not bowl in to Whole Foods as quickly with some of the innovations and advances that we're talking about here, simply because he doesn't want to frighten away the talent at Whole Foods. He wants to make transition slow. I think he is sensitive to culture, and he realizes that that culture is going to be long time in changing. Great to have you all with us. Thank you, James. Thank you, Barbara, for joining us on the phone today. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Great to see you. Thank you very much for coming in here to the studio today. Great to be here. Thank you. Denise Dahlhoff, Barbara Kahn from the Wharton School and the Baker Retailing Center. James Bailey uh, from George Washington University. Great to have all of you talking about Amazon and Whole Foods. And uh, I have a feeling this is going to be something that is going to be a, a, it's one of those areas to just watch and see what happens with Whole Foods over the next 12 to 18 months, maybe even a little bit longer, to see how they change and how they develop uh, moving forward. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.